0: Welcome to nine with Nielsen. In this episode, we will discuss electrophysiology basics. Electrophysiology is the study of the production of electrical activity and the effects of that electrical activity on the body. In the heart, the electrical impulse is generated in the sinoatrial node located in the right atrium. This electrical impulse travels down the electrical pathway across to the left atrium so that the left and right atrium contract simultaneously. Then the impulse travels to the AV node, which is located at the bottom of the right atrium. The AV node decides how many impulses travel to the ventricles. This is especially helpful when a patient is in an atrial arrhythmia. After the impulse has passed through the AV node, it travels through the left and right bundle branches and then the Purkinje fibers. If there is heart muscle damage or an electrolyte imbalance, then arrhythmias occur the main electrolytes that we look at every day, is the potassium, magnesium, sodium, and calcium. These electrolytes carry electrical charges and are kept at a tight margin of concentration to ensure appropriate heart function. Renal excretion plays a major role in maintaining electrolyte balance in the body, so changes to renal function can affect electrolyte concentrations in the heart. Some drugs can also cause significant changes in serum electrolyte concentrations. Hyperkalemia is an abnormally high potassium. When a patient has hyperkalemia, their T waves will be abnormally high. To treat this, we will give the patient IV glucose, insulin, and a potassium binder called K-exalate. In normal circumstances, 90% of the excreted potassium is through the urine while 10% is through sweat and feces. When the urinary system is impaired, potassium is retained, causing hyperkalemia. Potassium binds to insulin, so we give the patient sub-Q insulin. We do not want their blood glucose to drop, so we give them IV glucose to counteract this effect. Then we give them K-exalate to bind to to the potassium and excrete via bowel movement. It is important that we do this quickly because hyperkalemia can cause fatal arrhythmias that lead to cardiac arrest and death. Magnesium is the second most abundant electrolyte in the cardiac rhythm. EKG changes in hypermagnesemia are a prolonged PR and QT interval, T-wave peaking and an AV block or complete heart block. Treatment of hypermagnesemia depends on the patient's renal function If they have good renal function, we'll hydrate with IV fluids and it will rebalance the serum ion concentrations. Patients with renal dysfunction may need dialysis. Sodium plays a large role in regulating cardiac rhythm, but serum sodium levels rarely cause significant cardiac problems until severely high or low. In our patients with heart failure that are fluid overloaded, their serum sodium will be abnormally low To correct this, we just need to place them on a fluid restriction and diurese them until they are euvolemic. Euvolemic means that their fluid volume is at goal. They're not too dry and they're not too wet. The way I explain this to my students is to imagine a pot of salt water. The pot's concentration of sodium is normal now, but what if you add more water? What happened to the concentration of sodium? That's right, the sodium concentration decreased. Telemetry is continuous cardiac monitoring, and an EKG is a snapshot of the patient's rhythm. An EKG has 12 views so that the cardiologist can decipher which section of the heart has an arrhythmia. For instance, when a patient is having a heart attack, the ST segment of the EKG is elevated during a STEMI. Now, where that is elevated on that 12-lead EKG will tell us where their blockage is. But we will talk more about STEMIs later. The heart rhythm is made of components labeled P, QRS, and T. Each of these components represents an electrical impulse in the heart. The P wave represents atrial depolarization and the squeeze of the atrium, the QRS represents ventricular depolarization and the squeeze of the ventricles. The T wave represents repolarization and relaxation of the ventricles. You may have wondered if there is a wave that represents the atrium relaxing. The atrium does repolarize and relax, but this wave is hidden within the QRS. You see, the ventricles are big and loud, and they create a large wave on the EKG, while the atrium creates small waves. So the ventricles hide the activity of the atrium. In the following episodes, we'll discuss specific arrhythmias, how to recognize them, and how we treat each of them.